0: Hello everyone, this is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. In my youth, well I guess and still now too, I lived, breathed, ate, slept, drank, daydreamed, planned and prepared to hunt and fish. That was my entire life. That's what it revolved around. I wanted to be a mountain man. I wanted to hike the backcountry, Look for gold, trap beavers, mink, muskrats, fox, coyotes. From a super young age, I would read all the Jack London books and any other type of adventure book I could get my hands on. And I would make my plans. Places I wanted to go, things I wanted to do. That's still true to this day. These last couple of weeks have been absolutely hectic in my life. My wife and I were supposed to be On our five-year wedding anniversary, where we had planned a two-week adventure through northern Scotland, southern Ireland, a quick bounce over to Manchester, England, to watch a football game, had tickets for Manchester United, West Ham United, in Old Trafford. We're going to fish for Atlantic salmon, brown trout, pike, perch, and anything we could catch off the coast as well. And all that stuff came crashing down with the pandemic. We ended up having to postpone our entire trip until next year, which is fine. But I'm always looking for that next trip. I'm always looking for that next thing. And the planning of it sometimes is really, really fun. And this is one of those trips that was really fun to plan. I think now I'm going to be able to dial it in a little bit better. Because there were some Airbnbs and some things we found after we had everything booked. That were just going to be a little bit too far away for our our itinerary to really be able to experience it well. And now I think I'm going to be able to restructure it just a little bit. Make it even a better trip. So in the end, it'll work out just fine. But I already had my time scheduled off. And my wife said, oh good, you can finish the greenhouse. So for two weeks, I've been putting together a 12 by 24 greenhouse. Our lab had three puppies. So between the pandemic, trip getting canceled, puppies, building a greenhouse, working what I could, and trying to get a little bit of river time, including taking a camping trip out to Flaming Gorge for our anniversary. We were able to pack quite a bit into the last two weeks. It's been really fun. The Flaming Gorge trip was a little different. We had hoped to catch some giant lake trout. Went out with a buddy of mine on the on the lakeside. Jigged and trolled for Lakers. Had a few on, but never got under the net. Ended up landing a rainbow and some kokanee. There were some magnificent thunderstorms that came through. Just a fun place to go. If you've never been around Flaming Gorge on the border of Wyoming and Utah, you should put that on your bucket list. It's not everybody's cup of tea. It is desert camping, which I thoroughly enjoy, just for something different. But it is just a beautiful place to go. Red rock cliffs, pinion junipers, there's bighorn sheep, elk, deer, antelope. The fishing's great. You can fish on the big reservoir, or you can drop down onto the Green River. You can wade fish most of it, up and down the shores, depending on the water flows. Or what I highly recommend is floating it in a drift boat. Lots of great guide services out there. On our actual anniversary day, it coincided with the shed hunt opener for shed hunting in the state of Wyoming. So my wife and I grabbed a chainsaw because I knew where a burrow was in a spot that we wanted to go get. It was a juniper tree burrow. So we were able to get a big juniper tree burrow, which was quite a pack out. It was unique. I would much rather pack out a quarter of an elk than that burrow in a chainsaw again. That was pretty, pretty crappy. But it might just be that it's coming into the late spring, early summer, and I'm not quite in elk shape. I did find one really nice big shed, big five point bull elk, and we found a chalky one. I like the chalky ones too, because I bring those home and saw them up on the bandsaw and give them to the dogs for treats. It's been really an interesting week. This is day five with brand new puppies. Three little ones. Each of them are adorable. I already can tell their own personalities. As young as they are. Eyes aren't even open yet. Mobile. Moving around. Crawling all over. They've finally gotten to the point where they're pushing Brookie to her capacity. You'll see her growl every so often. but Setting up that doggy structure for the pack. What's okay. What's not okay. She's been a super good mom. I was I was a little stressed. Brookie is an outstanding hunting dog. Just go, 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 go. She will hunt and retrieve to exhaustion and collapse, which makes for an outstanding hunting dog, but I wasn't sure how she'd be as a mom. Man, she has made me a proud dad. She's so gentle with her pups. She's so cautious. She loves to come out in the backyard when I'm working on stuff, so I'd be out working on the greenhouse. She'd come out and go to the bathroom really quick, come up, say hi to me, let me pat her on the head for just two or three seconds, and then back into the house she'd go. Make sure puppies are okay. She's just been great. I was thinking about dogs and hunting. The very first real dog that I ever hunted with was Ranger. My grandfather's German Shorthair Pointer. And we bred Ranger with my uncle's. German Shorthair Pointer named Cuddles. And from that litter, my grandfather got what was to be Ranger's replacement on the ranch. But that dog was chaos in a box. My goodness. They named him Rambunctious when he was young just because of how rambunctious he was. Which quickly got shortened to Rambo. I remember one day I was at my grandmother's house playing with my brothers and sisters. And Rambo was... Up in the ranch. He had a tendency to run after deer. So they kept him chained up most of the time. A little different than Ranger. Ranger would just hang out. He would make sure he was always with the kids. Or well, Rambo wanted to come down and play too. And broke his chain. Literally broke it. So my Uncle Kim took him back up to the ranch. Chained him back up again. Pretty soon here he comes again. He'd broken his collar. Take him back up again. Get him chained back up again. All of a sudden, you could hear this and here comes Rambo who had pulled a metal pole with a concrete ball on the bottom out of the ground and was dragging it from the ranch to the lawn so that he could come play with us. What a funny dog. Thinking of all of those things kind of reminded me of my first pheasant hunt. I was able to go out with my Uncle Larry and Brad, my mom's two oldest brothers. They were going to go pheasant hunting and Invited me along because they knew how much I loved to hunt. And we took Ranger and Rambo with us. This was Rambo's first pheasant hunt. He had had no formal gun dog training at all. It was just straight up instinct. Ranger. I'm not sure if they ever really trained him. Or if he was just always that good. But he was a pointing machine. Well Rambo wouldn't listen. Wouldn't do what they wanted him to do. So they ended up tying about a 30 foot chain lead to him. So that they could working on the zigzag pattern side to side, learning how to woe, how to honor, and do those things as we were hunting. Funny thing was that chain dragging through the grass probably flushed more birds than Rambo did. Well I was only twelve years old. And there I am with my dad's eight seventy pump shotgun. This was a thirty inch barrel, and I'm a tiny little twelve year old. From stock to barrel tip I think the gun was longer than I was. Super forward heavy. And it was just not a good fit for me. I got a couple of shots off. Never ended up killing a bird, but both my uncles were able to. We get back to the truck for lunch. We're just eating sandwiches, and my uncle grabs a can of dog food to give to the dogs. Great big one of the giant mega cans of Alpo. He opens the top and dumps it out on the plate. You hear that as it comes out of the can. And then he turned around to grab another plate and was going to use the lid of the dog food can to chop it up. When Rambo walked over and that gelatinous meat cartridge that was sitting on the plate was just still standing up. It still looked just like the can. And Rambo went down and in one motion inhaled the entire can and swallowed it. It was gone. There was no chewing. He ate that whole thing. I remember thinking, holy smokes, that was a lot of food. And then my uncles were like, oh, Ranger, we're so sorry. That was all the food we brought. So then we ended up just giving him some sandwiches, which I think Ranger was pretty happy with anyway. Now, I'm not sure why, but when you're a child, driving anywhere is the most tedious thing on the planet. You're excited to get to the location, and you're excited that you're going, but the actual car ride is a tiny little hell. At least it was for me. I don't know if you guys enjoyed it, but I couldn't stand it. And we had some tough car rides. But that was also back in the days where we were able to do things that you can't do now. I remember climbing into the back window and laying on top of the speakers in the Oldsmobile. It was no big deal. Nowadays, they'd probably imprison the whole family. Nah, that's that's an exaggeration. But I fish for a living. So exaggeration is just part of life. Well, I'm going to take off on another fun adventure. Leaving today, heading out to the Black Hills. Going to stop on the North Platte River. See if I can talk my buddy, Jason Randolph, JJ, into recording a podcast with me and telling some stories back from the days when he and I would guide together quite a bit. Thousand Peaks Ranch up in the high mountains of the Uintas, Falcon's Ledge, and the little tiny town of Altamont, Utah. Fun spot, though. They've got some, some big trophy ponds. It's still kind of the desert, but you're not really camping if you're staying at Falcon's Ledge. That place is superb. have such a cool, big tree built right into their staircase. So it's this winding spiral staircase around this giant tree. Those are the things that stand out to me. I love woodworking and seeing all the different types of wood grains and structures and all the artistic stuff that you can build. Well, that drive home from that pheasant hunt was pretty insane. I was super bummed. Wasn't able to bag my first pheasant behind a dog. I mean, I shot a pheasant with my BB gun. Ranger and I were able to make that work. But it was just a little bit different experience. It wasn't what I thought it would be. And I think sometimes we really do set ourselves up through expectations and make our trips a little bit unattainable when our expectations are so high. So it's good to have trips like that. It's good to go out and fish for lake trout and not catch one once in a while. It's good to go on a pheasant hunt. And not get all the flushes that you hoped you would get. If every day was perfect, I don't think it would be as fun. It's those little bits of misery and sadness and disappointment that make the good better and the better the best. Because you have something to compare it to. Got an interesting season coming up. We'll see how all the rest of this stuff shakes down. Some states are starting to open up. We're starting to get some phone calls for more guide trips. So hopefully it won't be too crippling to the company I work for. And we can get back to our normal. And hopefully we'll be back on the river here shortly. Looking forward to having some more beautiful summer days. I'm going to get my truck packed up. Tidy up some of the greenhouse. I don't have the roof put on it yet. But I've got it pretty dialed in now. But we'll get the truck packed up. And head for the Black Hills. Go chase some turkeys around. Maybe I'll have some fun stories after that. I know I'll have stories. We'll see how funny they are. But I appreciate you guys listening.